When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to The Run Home this Friday, the 24th of February. Kim Downs here, delighted to be here with you as ever on a Friday afternoon alongside Stephen Donald. You are, as I mentioned, with The Run Home on ECNZ, thanks to McDelivery and Rotoflex by Blundstone. Stability meets the freedom to move. A cracker of a show coming up for your Friday drive home. Here's what's coming up on our Macca's menu today. We get all the latest at the TAB with Brendan Popplewell on what is a massive day and ahead of a massive weekend in sport. Anyone else fizzing for Super Rugby? I certainly hope so. I know I am. We're checking in as well with Greg O'Connor later in the hour after five. We're back on Super Rugby with Peter Alatini to share his thoughts across everything that's happening with the teams and we're heading to see some athletics. Sarah Cowley-Ross is joining us on the show a little later on uh, leading into Nationals next week and with some big results for our New Zealand athletes over the last few days. We will of course be talking cricket all through the show as well, uh, including very soon where I might despair somewhat. And it's Friday. You know what that means. Beavers best. Don't forget to get your texts in for our four-leg multi. Beav has already got his thinking cap on in regards to the three legs that we're going to choose. But if we want your one as well, then you can be in to win that $50 TAB bet uh, that we will put on and, fingers crossed, might actually come through this time. That's our Macca's menu. Thanks to McDelivery, uh, delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door. Now, Beave, I've kind of tried to talk you up there on the Beaver's Best a bit, knowing full well that, you know, another week has passed and it's maybe getting a bit awkward now. Well, funny you say that, Kim. I actually feel the last few weeks uh, we've been close but no cigar and, and I guess the feeling amongst the camp um, obviously, apart from you, I know the other lads in the team here, uh, I'm talking about Kez and, and J-Dog there, they feel we are knocking on the door. They feel that we've been really progressing. It's like we're, we're getting to a nice 50 and 60, and that, that triple figures, uh, using cricket analogies here, just isn't far away. So, uh, no, no, feeling real good, actually. 
Oh, that's good. Good to hear. Uh, while you're using the cricket analogies then, Bave, mm. uh, and we're talking triple <laughs> figures, should we talk about Harry Brook, who's currently unbeaten on 142? New England 244 for three after we had them 21 for three within the first hour of play. Eh. <laughs> that's about how I sum that up. Wasn't 21 for three a wonderful place to be? Um, I remember I, I obviously was a bit busy this morning and about, and uh, I was getting progress updates from uh, Jacob, and he, he thought we might be batting by lunch, the way the boys were going. And uh, since then, um, I'd hate to be the uh, the guy that outs Jacob here in New Zealand, but since then, there's <laughs> but I'll been do two, it. I'll do it at the top of the hour on national yeah, radio. There's been 220 runs. 220 runs and no mm-hmm. wickets. So um, I, I like Jacob. Jacob is an undercover Englishman. Uh, I so am. I, I, and I, I can turn of, sides at any time. Yeah, I sort, of wonder if, I sort of wonder if he's on the Bears payroll a little bit. I mean, every other, key, every <laughs> well, other te- Kiwi te- is. Technically, I used to be. Um, yeah. But no, it's, it's good viewing, isn't it, Beeve? I mean, they're just revolutionising the uh, game no. of test cricket. Just don't in call front it Bears of our very ball. eyes. Yeah, or or Ben Ball. I have no enjoyment watching this. <laughs> uh, Purists can say, oh, yeah, it's wonderful revolutionising Test cricket. No, revolutionise it somewhere else. Not here against <laughs> our beloved Black Cats. Well, they did against Pakistan. Yeah, do it, it in Pakistan. Us, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, well, fingers crossed they do it against the Aussies. I'm just thinking the uh, the sound of revolutionaries everywhere, Beeve. Revolutionise somewhere else. Thanks very much. Neil Wagner at the moment, by the way, uh, 81 he's gone for. Not picking up a wicket off his 12, nearly 13 overs. So not the best series for him. On the bowling note, though, so of those three wickets, Matt Henry took a couple. Daryl Mitchell actually spoke about him uh, ahead of play today. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, Matt, he's, a, he's obviously a, a seasoned bowler in international cricket now. It's awesome that he's just had the birth of his little girl and I know he'll be excited to come and join this group and, and hopefully take a few wickets, uh, which would be awesome. And, yeah, I'm sure he'll be uh, yeah, pretty proud to do that with uh, his little girl watching on TV. No doubt. And it was great to see him straight back in the wickets as well early this morning, even if they have been... Uh, it's not even few and far between, non-existent since. Uh, so there you go. But little little Annabelle, hopefully kind of letting the little wee newborn eyes open a smidge to watch Dad play for New Zealand. That must be a pretty cool feeling, Beef. Oh, absolutely. I don't know if she's quite at the age where she can appreciate what Dad's done here and knocking the top off the English order, but uh, I'm sure one day he'll have a chance to tell her that uh, a couple of days after your birth, I was uh, back into it at a windy old basin. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, hang in there, guys. We knew this pitch was going to be like this, they reckon. It's, uh, I remember McCarty telling us very early on in the week, it'll be green as hell, and then it will turn into a Wellington road. So I guess we did what we could early, mm. and now we are witnessing uh, a superstar in the making, and then obviously already an established superstar in route in uh, Brook there. So uh, it's... Um, it's, it's tough watching our heroes uh, at the moment, isn't it? But, uh, hey, they'll bounce back. Salvi and Henry, wonderful figures. And uh, the other boys, they'll chip in. We believe, we believe. Now, on the Southie note as well, we've talked about Matt Henry, but Tim Southey, captain, my captain, uh, did pick up a wicket as well. A special one when he got Ben Duckett this morning. Here's how that played out. for New Zealand. It's Bracewell again. Oh, that's a beauty. 
Michael Bracewell has an outstanding pair of hands. This time he needed just the one, diving full length to his left. Duckett on his way. Southey picks up his first. Yeah, so picked up his first of this test. It's his seventh, 700th wicket across international cricket for Tim Southey. That one as well. So what a milestone for him. Only Dan Vittori. Uh, above him in the old list of international wickets across all formats. Now, I think Dan from Recollection is on 705, so you would think it's not going to be too long before Saudi overtakes him, which is one heck of an achievement, and it must be said uh, a well-deserved one for the toil that he's put into the game over the years. Absolutely. When you look at both them, longevity, Saudi would have started, like I remember Victoria, he started at 18, um, and Saudi would have been very similar, I think. I remember his test debut against England, and he, he made quite the impact with the bat that day. He's 70-odd, wasn't it? Yeah, with Fleming. Him and Fleming uh, <laughs> held a major a major partnership. So, no, it's a reward for longevity, but also excellence. He's been a mainstay of that team for a long, long time. So, no, he's... Uh, I know they're all under the pump at the moment, but, uh, yeah, certainly a wonderful, wonderful cricketer. Yeah, and I think uh, as you listen to us through the afternoon, if we're mid-chat and then erupt into spontaneous cheers, you know exactly what's happened. It means we've finally got another wicket, she says, as she watches the ball go for four. Uh, What a time away from the cricket. Let's talk some athletics, actually, because there was a big meet in Melbourne last night, including a couple of Kiwi sprinters who are at the top of their game. Eddie Ossie and Kitia, who is somewhat famously bound for... American football over in the States in Hawaii up against Tian Welton, who's been the big competition for him of late, but has never really managed to get in front of him. Uh, now, that was one that meet by Ronan Browning of Australia, but Eddie still managed to edge out Tian again. Can't wait to talk to Sarah Kelly Ross about this in a little bit, Beef, but what a loss, in my opinion, to see that kind of talent and rare talent at that in terms of someone who can represent New Zealand on that stage, in that sport, heading off for an entirely different sport in the States. And heading off for a dice roll. Yeah, absolutely. Essentially. Uh, so I was just thinking, like, how much does he have to put together in his own mind to possibly say, you know what, as much as going to university in Hawaii sounds cool, I think I'm going to, I think I can smell the Olympics. But this, I mean, is the, this is the problem, right, though. He couldn't even, you know, he's the fastest yeah. man in New Zealand. While he hadn't set the national record prior uh, to qualifying and, and selection for the Com Games, he still couldn't even make the Commonwealth Games because of the national selection criteria. And that, I mean, a lot of the athletes have complained about that in athletics in particular, and it's another thing we, we'll talk to Sarah Cowley-Ross about is, is whether that criteria needs to change, but it does just feel like, regardless of where his time sit, uh in the global order, surely someone who is literally the fastest man New Zealand has ever produced over 100 metres should get the chance to go to Com Games, to go to Olympics. Criteria, 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 isn't it, Kim? Indeed it is. Now, babe, let's be honest. Mm. You'll be looking forward to tonight. Chiefs Crusaders. Cannot wait. You're um you're not quite wearing the colours yet, I see, but I suspect that by the end of the show you will have changed into some sort of Chiefs regalia. Well, actually, I'm wearing I'm wearing what I was wearing this morning for work, which is um, grins, and essentially that is half the team uh, has ownership in grins. Well, a few of them anyway. <laughs> so uh, and the others just love drinking it. So pretty much the colours, pretty much the colours, uh, Kim. 
There was an interesting point raised, um, and I feel like you are almost the perfect person. In fact, you are the perfect person to respond to it. Uh, earlier on the show, on Izzy and Kempe's show, someone texted in and they were asking about the Crusaders and whether the Crusaders were about poaching talent from elsewhere or whether talent want to go to the Crusaders and be part of that culture. Now, Izzy, who uh, is not originally from Canterbury... I think He's was, not? N- no, Beef. No. Uh, oh. was, was somewhat up in arms at the idea that his beloved Crusaders were talent poachers. Uh, Some of the Highlanders, I think, is he, at one stage? <laughs> now, do you think that's fair? Do you think they're more poachers or do people want to go? Or is it a mixture? Do they originally poach talent and then they became so good that people just wanted to go there anyway? Uh, I, pro- I think they probably built their house on poaching mm. and, now they- and now people want to go there because of the house that they've built. Mm. So, yeah. I think, there's- I think there's some guilt. There should be some guilt down there. There's no doubt about it. What did Izzy have to say? So he uh, was affronted by the idea, I believe, that there was even the possibility that his beloved Crusaders um, could be considered talent poachers. Look, I would be staggered if he could defend it. Uh, So, uh, yeah, move on, I guess. Move on. Exactly. Now, we've also had a text and B from Ken on the Super Rugby front. Beaver, did I hear in your picks that the Blues will finish fifth out of the New Zealand sides? No, not fifth. Not Beef, fifth. Did you say fifth out of the New Zealand sides? No. Oh. No, no. Potentially you know what? No, fourth. Ken, I believe it. Ken, I believe it. Potentially fourth? <laughs> Potentially fourth. No way do they finish fourth out of the New Zealand teams. What? I think they do. So you you think the Hurricanes finish above the Blues? I've got a I've got a feeling the Hurricanes might be a bit of an improver. Yeah, an improver, but but they will they have improved that much? They've got two of the most influential players in New Zealand rugby, in uh, Geordie and Artie, mm-hmm. and a few of their young guys are another year older and might be just about to break out. I get, I get it. There's still a massive issue about the 10 jersey, mm. jersey issue. We talked about it yesterday. But if somebody can get a hold of that jersey and not set the word on fire, but just make good decisions and get them around the park, I think they have the capabilities of maybe jumping up the New Zealand ladder a little. <sighs> That's a big call, and I can't wait to uh, remind you. In fact, Jacob and Kez, if we could just make sure that we've recorded this to remind Beave of it later in the season. That would be much appreciated. In the meantime, I believe we've actually got Kenny from Canterbury on the line with us at the moment. Kenny, are you there? I am, yeah. G'day. G'day, g'day. Uh, now, judging on where you're calling from, I, I suspect I know what this is going to be about. Is there a Crusaders tape, Kenny? There is, and Stephen Rex Donald, you've got a lot to answer for. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me. Why would we feel guilty? <laughs> oh, look, I know you wouldn't. I know you wouldn't. So I was struggling to work out the take of Izzy. I just don't know why Izzy just doesn't come out and say it. I know there's no guilt in Christchurch and Canterbury for, uh, I guess, really uh, raiding the stocks of elsewhere. Uh, but uh, I, just, I, just want Izzy, I just want Izzy to front it. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll maybe, I mean, I can't speak on behalf of the great man, but 
I'll do my best. Please. Sure, we may have, I guess, poached in the past. Yes. But then you build a bit of a dynasty and then people just want to come and play for that dynasty and be part of it. Well, that's, that's, that's what I was meaning. I think early doors you definitely poached um, and then the poaching was successful. Um, I think I mean, I just, was it, probably Ro- Robbie, Robbie Dean's built that poaching dynasty, really, if you want to call it that. <laughs> but, but then I think you just got to look at where he went to school and it's what that school does in Christchurch as well. <laughs> Well, I was, just, I was just running through your Ford pack tonight, and geez, the Hurricanes would have a good team if, I guess, the poaching didn't come. Well, no, by this stage, they wanted to go to Christchurch. It was, it was to be a part of the dynasty. With, with, with Taylor and Barrett, Whitelock, obviously, would have been a handy, yeah. handy type five for the uh, Canes. Yeah, and I mean, you could say that any Super Rugby team from New Zealand could create a dynasty, but, you know... The fact is, none of them have. No. <laughs> uh, the evil empire continues. And, uh, Kenny, I know you're very proud of it, and uh, so is Izzy. And, uh, Izzy I've got another wee story anyway. <laughs> Come sorry, on. Sorry to, sorry to interrupt there. I've got another wee story for you, and it, it is a bit it is related, but I think you'll quite like it. I was um, just in possession of some quite um, awe-inspiring memorabilia, sports memorabilia. Um, you'll remember the year 2000, you would have been in your heyday then. And, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, Kenny, that's, that's six some former. of the greatest chat. Continue. <laughs> anyway, anyway, you had nothing to do with it because the Chiefs weren't that great then. Um, but 2000 in the final against the Brumbies Crusaders and we had um, Andrew Merton step up to the tee from about 40-odd metres out and kick a goal to win us the game 2019. I was actually just in possession of a case holding the boots that he was wearing that day. Oh, glorious. Was that was that the Ron Cripp try night too? Was that in Canberra? I think it was. It was in Canberra, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. I can't remember the Ron Cripp try, but yeah, it was that. I was only 12 years old at the time, so. Oh, well, oh no, yeah. Stephen. Well, I was in my prime at, at 16. Um, and yes, I do remember it. It's my all-time hero growing up, so jeepers. What a, yeah. what a piece of memorabilia to have. <laughs> Did, did we poach Mertens as well, considering he was born in South Africa? Oh, I think there's an aspect of that too. I don't think you can. I don't think you can turn a blind eye to that. And, and obviously, his great mate was from uh, well, from Mataru. Uh, Marshy was throwing him the passes. So, Marshall, look, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we want to dig too deep on these, Kenny. Well, we could dig into the uh, chess record of poaching, so <laughs> we won't go there though. Maybe that's... Anton Leonard Brown and Mackenzie went to school, and I don't, I don't know where they went to school. Maybe <laughs> South Waikato and, and Brody oh, for that matter, Beef. No, no, it wasn't South Waikato, Stephen, because um, Mackenzie's all of the Mackenzies went to school where I went to school, and that's right here in Christchurch. <laughs> it's the schooling system here that really creates that dynasty, not the poaching. Oh, now, now I feel like I'm just um, having a conversation with my. Uh, Cantabrian other half at home, Kitty, to be perfectly honest. It's the schools down here, Dal. It's the schools. Oh, yeah, exactly. He's a very smart man, that, that husband of yours. <laughs> well, I won't be telling him that you've said that, Kenny. Super appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Yes, um, Kenny. Thank you, glad, mate. Glad to hear the uh, Canterbury take on this because we probably did get in danger there of being a bit one-sided with the Chiefs' affiliation from Beeve up yeah. here. Uh, and good to know as well because you will, of course, be in the draw for our Makita Caller of the Week and we'll be announcing that one later in the show. So stay tuned.